0: Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's word. Praise the
1: Lord. Let's remain standing. We're gonna pray right now, Pastor. I talked to Pastor Daniel right before coming in the sanctuary, and there is a, if you continue playing, brother, um, we're gonna pray for California right now. California needs a move of God, and He called me and said, you know, pray. Because there's a meeting going on in one of the important areas there. I'm so sorry, I forgot the the exact name. But we're going to pray. Because there are important things that are going on. California is setting precedent for the rest of our nation. And we need to pray that the church of God would rise up in the power that we have in his name that he bought with his blood that he bought on the cross and declare the will of god in the land at this season amen we are here for such a time as this 2020 is going to go down as the greatest year in history for the church of god because when the church is oppressed that that's when we grow amen so we're going to pray for california right now so let's extend our hands
0: forward just do it forward (laughs) Extend it somewhere hallelujah California hear the word of the Lord you shall be saved father we lift up the state of California right now father as there is a meeting going on where the church is rising up and beginning to call on the name of the one true God repenting of sin and humbling ourselves lord we bow our knees and we declare that you are god father and i pray that you will change lord change the current state of the things in california i declare lord freedom come to this state lord that it will be lord a season lord of turnaround 2020 is a season of turnaround
1: the state of California, in Jesus' name,
0: amen. Come on, let's give a shout to the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. You may take your seats, worship team.
1: Thank you so much. We love you guys. What a great privilege it is to be here preaching the word in this amazing church. Thank you, Pastor Cameron, Pastor Daniel. We love you. We miss you so much. Man, any of you guys following the... Um, The uh, conference on Maui, the Power Conference. If you're not, you need to. Drop Netflix. Drop everything else. Amen. Drop your Pandora or whatever it is you listen to and and follow the conference. It's powerful. It is amazing. And this morning, Pastor Daniel brought a smoking testimony. Um, You know, he was supposed to testify, but he was preaching. Hallelujah. We were listening to it as we were getting ready to go to church. And my wife was like, is he preaching or testifying? He's preaching, testifying. Amen. So we miss you, Pastor. And um, it's a powerful, powerful conference. You don't want to miss it. You still, there's tonight. When we leave, it's about to start over there. So we're two hours behind, right? Eight, what is it? Starts eight o'clock our time. So um, while you can watch the replay, praise the Lord. (laughs) But it's definitely worth watching. Um, on the way here, we were listening to uh, uh, Jane Hammond, Prophetess Jane Hammond, bring the word, and it was amazing. It was amazing. And um, praise God. I want to share a word. Um, I've been preaching. You know, we, I've been doing series, and I did this series, Deny Yourself. Amen. And as I was seeking the Lord, you know, okay, what do I do after Deny Yourself? The last message in that series was Deny Yourself, Change the World. John Maxwell said, everything that you want, that you're desiring for right now, is outside of your comfort zone. You want more power of God? Get out of your comfort zone. You want more? You want the, the God to manifest himself in a greater way in your life? Forget your comfort. Amen? Um, Brother Fergoli here shared, no, God is not concerned about your, 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 your comfort. And I'm going to tell you something. I am so far outside my comfort zone, it's not even funny. Hallelujah. And it actually becomes funny when you're not trying to be. You're just nervous. like "Ah." But you're pressing forward. Amen. And I'm going to press forward in the upward calling that God has in my life, forsaking everything, forsaking, you know, the shame, forsaking whatever obstacle there may come my way. And I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And so, you know, we finished that that series, and I began preaching on our mission statement. What is our mission statement? It is experience life with people, power, and purpose. And we talked about people, how important people are, how everything that we do is about souls. Amen. Our church, the reason we we are at Vision 500 is because... We want to reach souls. The the reason we plant churches and campuses everywhere we go is because God is interested in saving humanity and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And as our church, our goal is to hostile takeover of the universe for the gospel, for the gospel. Amen. So we are ever increasing. Dr. Shared uh, last night how we're planting churches in Tampa Bay, Vietnamese churches Hallelujah, come on, the home of the Buccaneers. You know, Tom Brady's playing for the Bucks now. Anyway, you get that if you're a Patriots fan like myself and Brother Scott Choir. I think we're the only ones in this place. But anyway, hallelujah, God will help you and the Seahawks. <laughs> but anyway, we're talking about the power of God. And that's what I want, I want to share a word with you, the power of God. Because God has given us power. God has given us power. But if you don't know that that you have power, you're going to walk like you don't have power. And you're going to put up with things in your life that you shouldn't, you don't have to because you don't know that you have power. But it's no no one's fault but your own. You know, Brother Eric and Minister vicky I believe she's in there, but God is doing an amazing thing in transformations, amen? It is not just a sideline a side ministry. It is not just so we do something here. No, it is a medium for changing. It is a medium that um, is changing lives. I love seeing some people that, you know, when they walked out in here years ago, Minister Vicki, you want to listen? When I want to prophesy over your, you guys and what God is doing in transformation because it is something for this hour and this, um, this season that we are in. God is going to give you increase and multiplication because the, the homelessness issue that we have in our nation, that we have in the world, is not a, a uh, mental health issue alone. There is some mental health issue, it's, it's demons, it's the oppression of hell. Everywhere where the city begins to open up for unrighteousness to rule, demonic you know, presence and activity begins to increase and people grow in their, in, in their bound. The spirit of Cain, people who are rebellious and they enter that and the enemy begins to work and destroy their lives. But God is using you in this season. He's using you. You're, you know your lives as a miracle, even how, you got, how God puts you together And there's going to be exponential multiplication in the leadership in transformations. That is for one reason. Like we said this morning, it's to put them on a big cannon and light it up and fire them. And we're going to fire them into Anchorage. We're going to fire them into Fairbanks. We're going to fire them into the southeast and then to the lower 48 because the revival that is going to hit our land, it is going to be transforming in that. And God is going to use you. Amen, as you have not despised the days of small beginnings and you have remained faithful, the Lord will multiply you. Amen, don't be afraid. Get out of your comfort zone, Brother Eric, and walk into the fullness of God's calling for your life in Jesus' name. Come on, it's a good word. But we want to talk tonight about power, that God has given us power. Power. Amen. Mark 16, 14 through 20. If you'd stand with me, please, for the reading of the word. Mark 16, verses 14 through 20. I'll follow you on the screen. I have a different version on my notes so we can all read together. And it says, later, Jesus appeared to the 11 as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe Those who had seen him after he had risen. Let's pause there for a minute. Just go back one. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Jesus rebuked the disciples because they did not believe the testimony of those who shared about his resurrection. Verse 15. He said to them, go. Into all the world, and preach the gospel to all creation. Next verse. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Notice it doesn't say the pastors. It doesn't say the prophets. It doesn't say the apostles. It doesn't say the evangelists. It doesn't say the teachers. It says those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hand on sick people, and they will get well. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by signs that accompanied it. Father, speak to us tonight. Anoint my words, Lord. Help us to receive the fullness of what you have. Lord, and stay and speak what you're saying tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have a seat. So we believe that as a church. It is part of our mission statement of the mission of what we're doing that God has endued us with power, that God has given us, as Pastor Daniel likes to say, God has sent us here not by, you know, with lint in our pockets. He has given us power. He is a good father. He is a good provider. He has given us power. He has given you power. Hallelujah. If you're a believer you know, when we become believers, we become one with, Christ, with God through Christ, and we have God's power at our disposition. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are united with Christ. You become one with God. So that means that you are the full representation of Jesus on the earth today. But if you don't act like it, guess what? You ain't going to represent nobody. Nobody but yourself. Hallelujah. No matter who you are, God has given us power to every believers. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, and 20, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom." of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will have bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on the earth will have been loosed in heaven. God has given us true power. His church, he's given us power and authority. Are you wielding the power of God that he has given and left at your disposition? Or are you sucking your thumbs in fear, in unsureness, hallelujah, in your lack of faith and unbelief? How are you moving and acting on the earth today with the power that God has put at your disposal? Do you believe the word of God? What steps of faith are you taking to see his kingdom come, his will be done on the earth today? Hallelujah. God has given us the true power. The power of darkness is no comparison to God's power. There is no comparison to God's power. You know, in the city where they said was the seat of Satan, Phrygia, in Revelation, if I'm not mistaken. The church there was experiencing a great move of God. Why is that? Because the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church of the living God. And I believe the reason we are walking in freedom, we are living in freedom here in Wasilla, where there is no oppression, there is no, um, I'm talking about the whole pandemic issue, right, where we came on a date night and we had dinner at a local restaurant, no mask, everyone is in freedom, ain't no bondage going around, and it's like, what is going on in Anchorage? And I believe it's because this church prays. Sunday night when we were here and Pastor Daniel preaching powerfully. It's because we pray. It's because you have come and you have been faithful in coming to prayer and declaring the truth of God, declaring the freedom of God, and you're walking it out in your lives. Amen? And we're believing for the same thing in in Eagle River and Anchorage. We have not closed our doors. We will not close our doors. Because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. The Bible says that those who abide in the shadow of the Almighty will not have any evil come near their dwelling. And I believe that. And we stand on that word. And we had churches, pastors, people who are afraid, unaware that they have power from on high to declare the truth of God. But if you have power, you may have a bazooka at your disposal, you never use it, guess what? You're going to be punked. You're going to get pushed around. And it's nobody's fault but your own because you're not using that thing. First, First John 4, 2-4 says, this is how you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that has not confessed Jesus is not from God, this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard is coming. Even now is already in the world. You are from God, little children, and you have conquered them. Every opposing voice against God, we have already conquered them. We didn't come to prayer, we don't come to pray like, oh Jesus, help me win. Help me win. If you're doing that, it's because you lack knowledge. That's why you're perishing. That's why the devil is eating your lunch. Verse 4, you are from God, little children, and you have conquered them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. We have the power. we at our disposition. Are you using God's power? Looking at our scriptures, Jesus had been crucified Right? He rose from the dead. The ladies went to the, to, the, to the tomb. They were going to anoint him. He wasn't there. Oh, my goodness. They told him nobody believed. That is the setting, Mark 16. So um, they're eating their meal. Like, what are we going to do now? We should go fishing. I don't know what to do. I'm so afraid. I'm so concerned. My anxiety is rising up. It's my anxiety, it's my fear, it's my inability, it's my incompetence, it's my, it's mine, 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 mine. Quit claiming stuff as your own. It's my insecurities, it's my this, it's my that. So Jesus shows up, boom, and he begins to coddle them. Oh, you're so pitiful. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Your feelings are true. You have your feelings have have value. Your feelings. It's you're, It's okay to feel like that. It's okay to feel bad about yourself. You Know what these are? The world's smallest violin. And Jesus, is that what Jesus did? Did he come in and begin to play the violin for them and stroke their insecurities? Oh, you're so afraid. I've died. It's not like I told you a million times before, like, you know, even though I told you so many times I was going to die, then I was going to rise again from the dead, and then, you know, when it happened and somebody told you you didn't believe it, but it's okay, you're fragile, your psychological state of things is so, that's what Jesus did, right? That's not what Jesus did. He whooped them. He whooped there behind. He get it, He got in, and he rebuked them because their unbelief and their hardness of heart. What are you doing? He rebuked them. Now, did all the things that they suffer. Like the abandonment because Jesus died? The Messiah died. They felt abandoned. Was that a legitimate feeling? Yes. The fear of now, am I going to die and my whole family going to be persecuted? Is that legitimate? Absolutely legitimate. Is the insecurity, I gave up my business, I gave up everything I had, I followed this dude around for three years, and now he's gone? Is that legitimate? Yes. Jesus didn't coddle them because of that. He rebuked them for their unbelief. And church, God loves us so much that he died on the cross for us, that he left heaven, came down onto the, into the earth, entered into humanity. We don't, really, we don't fully grasp how large of a step that was, how great of a miracle it was that God himself entered into humanity. And he, Philippians 2 talks about how he humbled himself to the point of death and death on the cross. He did not take it for granted, even though, or he did not take the fact that he was fully God into consideration. I am fully God, but I will submit to this. This is the price God paid so that you and I can be reconciled to him. He's not going to coddle your 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 insecurities. He's going to rebuke you as he does in the scriptures. Go preach the gospel. I've given you power. Well, I don't feel like I have power. No, he didn't do that, just kidding. That's just our No, he didn't. Jesus is very nice. He's very kind. He's very kind. He's very loving, but he did whoop the people in the temple. So don't, you know, there's a song, you know, Jesus wasn't a lily picking. Jesus wasn't a hippie picking lilies with his friends. Jesus was a man's man, the man that we are all supposed to be like. He rebuked them because they didn't believe the testimony. Their hearts were hard. In my experience, didn't pan out. I trusted Messiah, didn't pan out. You can't lift your experience up to where, to the same truth of Scripture. God is merciful, but you don't have any excuses. I don't have any excuses for not wielding the power of God. If you're a believer, you have to answer to whatever your problem is in Christ. If you're a believer, whatever problem you have, you have the answer for it. You are the solution. You are the, we are the solution for the brokenness in the world right now. We're going to see homelessness being eradicated in Anchorage in Jesus name because we're going to step in to the fullness of the calling that God has in our lives. I don't even know what the fullness of that statement is, but we're going to we're going to do it. We're going to live it, we're going to do it because we have the power. If you're ignorant about God, you will live your life with a solution to all your problems at your feet, and you will live life without it. You see, if you're ignorant, you don't know, you don't know. How many of you ever got a speeding ticket? You know, I remember when the first speeding ticket I got, I was driving too fast, but I didn't know the speed limit. I was very young, and I was like, I got pulled over. I knew I was driving fast. And I'm like... But I don't know the speed limits. I got an out. That's when I figured out that ignorance of the law does not equal innocence. <laughs> In ignorance of the law does not, you know, mean, oh, okay, we'll let you out. That was the first 200, well, I think it was the only $275 ticket I ever received. And four points on my license. I'm like, well, officer, I am not sure what the speed limit was. Well, it was 25, and you were going 55. I'll be right back. (laughs) If you're a believer and you're ignorant because you don't read your Bible, (laughs) and you don't have answers to your problem, you, you can't get a hold of your life group leader, you can't get a hold of anybody. The pastor didn't pick up your call. It's like, oh, I'm going to sin then. That's nobody's fault. That's your fault. Personal responsibility. And I mean, I'm not putting anybody down. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, this is for me too. Okay, when I'm like, I'm shy, I don't care what you are, preach the gospel. I'm I'm an introvert. What does that got to do with anything? I don't care. In a sense, he doesn't. Why is that? Because he's made everything away available to us. We have everything available to us for life and godliness in Christ. Well, you know, I don't like people. Then you're wrong. You're wrong, wrong, you're wrong. If you're ignorant. It's your fault. We shouldn't be living with generational curses. But so many don't have a relationship with God through the scriptures that you believe the lies from hell. And you believe that you can't do it. You can't live without it. You can't get free from it. You can't. It's because of your mama, your daddy, your papa, or whatever happened to you as a child. And I am not putting any of those things down. We all go through those things. We all have something that happened to us. We all have been traumatized. Why is that? Because the devil has come to kill, steal and destroy. Right? You think you got it bad? Someone else has got it worse. And if you if you if you just strum <laughs> there's a song in high school. Strum me my pain with your. Uh, uh. How many times have you sang that song? Or sung that song. (laughs) Eating bonbons or making your situation worse. Now you got a broken relationship and you're on the way to getting diabetes. (laughs) Male or female, right? Male or female. (laughs) If you have a relationship with the scriptures, You begin to find out with God through the scriptures that those are lies from hell. Nobody likes you. The devil will tell you, nobody likes you. Like the Pastor Karen will drive by, you're like, Hey, Pastor Karen, and she's like, and you're like, Oh my god, she hates me. And you don't know, she just spilled coffee on herself going through the lights, and that's what that face was. But because of your insecurities. Because of your insecurities, nobody likes me. Pastor Karen hates me. I'm gonna to go to another church worse. I'm gonna serve the devil now. Who do you think is losing? I'm being extreme, so you know, but some people do that. When you begin to slander the pastor, you are working for the devil. Hosea 4.6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because they have rejected knowledge, I will reject you from serving as my priest. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your sons. You see, when you enter into ignorance and you reject the law of God, you reject the word of God, you think that the word of God, you know, it's like so serious, you know, and you, and you don't read the word of God. You don't walk in the word of God. You don't obey the word of God. Guess who else is not going to know the word of God? Your children. And the brokenness in your life will be multiplied in their generation and so on and so forth. And you're going to blame God for what they're going through when it's really your fault as a believer for not teaching them the word of God. God is good. And he says, going on in verse 7 of Hosea 4, the more they multiply, the more they sinned against me, I will change their honor to this, into this grace. Because of the lack of knowledge to God due to negligence, their children grew up rejecting God. See, Hosea 4, he's talking about how they are, have rejected the knowledge of God. They don't want to find out about God. We must Follow God. You got to read the scriptures. You got to read your Bible. Jeremiah 23, 29 to 32 says, is not my word like fire? This is the Lord's declaration. And like a hammer that pulverizes rock, therefore, take note, I am against the prophets, the Lord's declaration, who steal my words from each other. I am against the prophets, the Lord's declaration, or says the Lord who use their own tongues to make a declaration. I am against those who prophesy false dreams, the Lord says, telling them and leading my people astray with their reckless lies. I was not; It was not I who sent or commanded them, and they are of no benefit to, at all to those people. This is the Lord's declaration. You see, when you forsake the word of God, when you don't know the word of God, You're gonna enter into a very dangerous territory. We are to know the scriptures, and the scriptures interpret scriptures. It is not what you think about the scripture, it is not what you believe about the scripture. I know that's what they said, but you know, I see it a little differently given my experience. You are in a very dangerous territory because you are bringing a curse upon yourself. Those who add any words to this word, to the scriptures, shall be cursed, or those who take away. God has not changed. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. Homosexuality is still a sin. He hasn't changed. And the desire of hell is to get you believing, you know, it's just love. Love, you know, we just love when, you know, it's a beautiful thing, you know. for man wants, no, it's not a beautiful thing. It's a destructive thing. Because the Bible says that homosexuality starts when people reject God, Romans 1. Although knowing God, like, I didn't know God. I'm an ag- agnostic. No, you're an ignoramus. That's the Latin. The Latin is ignoramus. You're ignorant, right? But it's more, it's more fancier to say agnostic. I just don't know. No, because creation testifies of a God. Although knowing there is a God, they do not glorify him. And they reject him and begin to worship four-footed animals and men in their own image. And God gives them, turns them over to a darkened mind. There are many things that I grew up, you know, public school. I was a biology major um, when I first went out to university. And I had to reject so many things because I kind of just got into the, you know the the frame going through, and it's like you learn things in biology, and it's I had a, a great A um, and uh, anatomy physiology teacher. You know he was a great teacher, a very friendly guy, and he was saying, "No, you got to be pro-choice because some babies are born deformed." You know we're talking about anatomy physiology. It, it was AP anatomy and physiology, so we saw pictures of deformed babies. And I remember as a high school senior, I'm like, wow. And even having the conversation with my mom about abortion, I was like, you know, man, it's so terrible. What does the word of God says? So I had to reject that. I'm like, no, every life is precious. See, because it begins like that. Every time they sell it is, you know, the Antichrist and the spirit of Antichrist. No, it's just, you know, you know what, it's more dignified that way. But the reality of what happens is that eight-month-old eight babies in the womb are being extracted. That is the reality of abortion. The, the law in California that just passed pretty much legalizing pedophilia. No, it's just because, you know, certain things happen. Are you serious? A 14-year-old cannot drive, cannot vote. Does not have, cannot consume alcohol, but they can choose to have relations with an adult 10 years their
0: senior. That is evil. We must be rooted in this
1: word of God. You must be rooted in the word of God if you're going to walk in the power of God. He rebuked the disciples, Jesus rebuked the disciples because they ignored. Not only the testimony, but the testimony bared witness of his testimony before he died, confirming the scriptures, the testimony that the women brought, Mary Magdalene, Mary, mother of Joseph, and Salome, the testimony they brought, testified of what he said. I will die in matters that I die, and on the third day I will rise again. They told him that. But the beautiful thing about God is that He's not keeping scores with you. You see, He rebuked them and said, "Hey, what are you doing? Get up. Act like a man." Psh. I love that scene, but that just that scene. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's washed by the blood of Jesus. It was a long time ago, and you know. But anyway, He. Woke them up. He rebuked them. See, God's rebuke is to awaken us. Hey, that's not who you are. I don't feel, I feel so little. Yeah, shut that feeling down. Shut your, get a hold of your emotions. I tell my children, especially one who may or may not be female, get a hold of your emotions, sweetheart. Get a hold of your emotions. And also to my Male children, get a hold of your emotions. You can't just beat one another up because you feel you're right, you're right right now. We need to get a hold of our emotions, of our feelings, and subject them to the word of God. What does the Bible say about that? He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation who believes. And is baptized, will be saved, but those who do not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. If you're a believer, you have power, and you need to walk in it because the issues you got going on in your life, you have the solution to resolve them. And you do that by declaring the Word of God. The Bible says that um, the Word of God is like a double-edged sword able to divide between things, the spirit and and the soul. The word of God is the hammer that breaks the rock. You got a hard-hearted husband. You got a hard-hearted spouse. You got a hard-hearted situation going on. Begin to declare the word of God into your situation. Amen. Don't take the word of God out of context. Oh, you know, Lord, kill him, Jesus. No, don't kill them. You die to yourself. The kingdom of God, the keys of the kingdom, binding, binding and loosing. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. So when there's situations that begin to go on in your life, don't just play the victim. You're not a victim. You're more than victorious through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, you got to get in your, in your word, read your word. Immature Christians can't wield the power of God because they lack knowledge. But 1 Peter 2 says, rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants, desire the pure milk of the word so that you may grow up in your salvation. It's time to grow up, church. It's time to grow up in your salvation. Turn off CNN. Turn off all the hyper-emotional videos that go on on Facebook and YouTube. Oh, somebody treated me not Right? So did a million and billion other people around the world. You're suffering. You're not the only one. Now, I'm not being mean. I'm just telling you, if you buy into that nonsense, if you buy into the emotional things, even the racial things, Right? All the, 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 the ladder, mad, black lives that are movement. Do black lives matter? Absolutely. Yeah, and black lives matter too. But you got an organization that is evil and that is really transgenderism and homosexualism and to destroy the family unit, that is their main agenda. But they put a title, Black Lives Matter, and then it's like, if anyone who says, even black people that say, you know, I'm not, I don't agree with Black Lives Matter movement, now everyone gets emotional about it. No, get a hold of your emotions. Die to yourself. Deny yourself. I'm an immigrant. Amen. I went through things. We all went through things. I know people that went through way worse things than I did. And some of you sitting here have gone through terrible things. How does that change that you are now a believer? Your past has been washed away. You gotta let go of those things. You gotta move on. I am not saying it was okay and it was, you know, any of that. I'm saying you gotta move on. You gotta make a decision to move on because the Lord Jesus is talking to you right now and is saying, Why are you still locked up? Why are you still bound? Why are you still not moving in what I, the calling that I have for your life? You have no excuse. And one day we're gonna give account. We're going to give account to God of the gifts that he has given us. You're going to have to give account why you didn't share the word of God, why you didn't declare the truth of God, but you repeated the lies that you heard on Facebook. God, have mercy. That's why our pastor always says, if you get to heaven and you didn't do good, don't tell him you came to our church. It's funny. But we do what we do because as pastors, we are accountable for your souls. Did you know that? Those of you who are life group leaders, don't take it lightly. Amen? Don't take it, you know, you walk with the fear of the Lord. Because the James says those who teach will have, you know, will be, have, will be um, judged more severely. Hallelujah. But God has given us power. Rid yourselves of malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. Like newborn babies, desire the pure milk of salvation, that you may grow up in your salvation. Or the word, the milk of the word. If you have tasted it, the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many say it doesn't feel true. Get over it. Read the word of God, but I don't understand the word of God. That's because you're trying to understand it in your head, and it's meant for your spirit. When you begin to read the word of God, don't try, you know, that's, people try to get, make the scriptures um, make sense in their mind. It's not going to work because Elisha, the prophet, um, somebody dropped metal in the water. How did he pull it up? He threw a stick in the water. Like, all right, let's get a five-man team, lock arms. All right, let's make straws. We'll, somebody else will hold it outside, and we'll just sweep through the bottom of the river. That makes sense. Throwing a stick in the river does not make sense. But it is the power of God that will not make sense to your carnal mind. And I believe that it is not because the power of God is the, you know, is, is foolishness, although the Bible does say it seems like it's foolishness to men. But the reality is that mankind has deviated so far in sin from God that the things of God doesn't make sense in our head. Come on. We are to walk by faith and not by sight. Trust the word of God above all. Psalms 138.2, I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. God has exalted his word above his name. He will make sure that his word does what he went out to do. He stands by his word. So if you say, you know, if you pray when in your prayers, you pray the word of God. Lord, you said in your word that you will rebuke the devourer, that you would pour out a blessing upon us such as we cannot contain. God, I ain't, I ain't got no blessing overflowing right now. I got a bill that is due and the payment hasn't come in. That is a real prayer that I've had to pray more than once. As you know, we have a business and sometimes we, payment got delayed. That changed, praise Jesus, because we am like, that's it. That ain't going to happen no more payment is withheld and then you got payroll see you got to you want the the whenever you want increase of the of god and you want the blessing of god it's going to require you to do more work and you're going to have more responsibility if you're going to be lazy and have no responsibility you're not going to walk in the blessings of god and when you're responsible for 10 people that de- that depend on their wages from you there is no not showing up there is no, I, I'm so sorry, we've been delayed, you know, I can't do anything about it. No, it has to happen. And we stand, it's my wife and I stood in our living room. God, you said in your word that she will rebuke the devourer and that she will pour out a blessing upon us. Pour out that blessing now. I call it in according to your word, Lord. That is testing God. It's not like, well, Lord, if you said, you know, don't get an attitude with God. Please don't get an attitude with God. But you stand on his word and declare his word in your life. Lord, you said you will do it. Lord, you said that we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Doctor comes in. One of my babies. Jaundiced, newborn, torticollis, broken collar. Oh, we don't even know what to do. I think we're going to have to re-break his collar and reset it. Nurse Jan was talking. I had that conversation with her. Said, you know, oh, yes, Daniel, that happens. And all these things, he's going to be uh, crippled. One side of his body is going to be atrophied. I'm like, that's a life from hell. I don't accept that. I don't accept the prognosis from doctors. Am I denying them? No, but I don't. It's not God's truth. The word of God said, I will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I anointed my son there in the doctor's office and his, his clavicle got healed. The next day, it was fine. And then we continue praying over him, declaring the truth of God. I brought him up to the pastors. He laid hands. That thing shrunk. This is 12 years ago, 11 years ago. And we began to declare the truth of God and it turns around. That happens in every area of my life. When things are not going the way they should be, we stand and declare the truth of God. Not what I'm seeing. Oh, my God. I'm, like, afraid of things. I love Pastor Daniel because he's like, he's a man's man. Yes. You know, and he will just do crazy things and jump out of places. And he's, 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 he's awesome. I love you, Pastor. Amen. Not all of us. He says, you know, he used to fall up, get up, boy. Brackens don't quit. Amen. That's awesome. I heard differently. I was like, honey, if it's not comfortable for you, just don't worry about it. <laughs> like, what? See, when you, it's different. You, you, you come out of different places. But it's, you know, it's still. I remember carrying a quarter-inch piece of plywood. And, my, and, my, and I'm not putting down my mom at all. I'm just, I love her. And she loves me. I'm her favorite. So I'm carrying a quarter-inch piece of plywood. It's just like, oh, honey, your poor back, you're going to hurt your back. I'm like, mom, shut up. I'm not going to hurt my back. My back is fine. I'm a man. I'm supposed to do this kind of stuff, and I'm 20 years old. I have strength. Stop talking like that. Some of you need to reject what you grew up hearing. I mean, and I love my mom, and, I mean, she's the reason I am here more than one, um, You know, and she prayed us through much things. So I'm not saying anything like that. But in all her, you know, desire to like take care of me as her, you know, as a 23-year-old man. Come on, mom. Kick him out. Let him go. (laughs) Let him move on. Move on. You're going to be a man one day, boy. That's what I tell my children. You're going to be a man. You're going to be a woman. Knock it off. And I had to reject those things. You know, I, I played football in freshman year in high school, and I didn't know the game. I still don't know the game. I just like the Patriots, right? <laughs> Seriously. And one day, you know, in the game, the, the coach was like,
0: Caberno, Caberno, over there. And I'm like, "Why? What?
1: what is he trying to tell me? I hit the guy. I don't know what he's trying to say. And I went home, and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to play anymore. It's okay, sweetheart. It's okay. It's a violent game anyways. Some of us grew up here, don't quit. I was just like, oh, man, if it's, if it's uncomfortable, don't do it. <laughs> right? I have a friend in Brazil, he used to load cement trucks by hand. He would load, you know, 100-pound bags of cement or 120-pound bags of cement onto a truck by hand with other people. And he used to say, I don't understand why people go to the gym. Why would you pay to do heavy labor? He's like, I will never do heavy labor in my life again. So there are some values that we have because we're so blessed that other places of the world, they just look at you. It's like, you're crazy. And you have to reject those things. But, I, you know, and I love Pastor Daniel. And I've seen him grow. I've seen him take steps of faith. And I'm like, hey. I can do that. And sometimes, you know, I'm like I told you, like I'm afraid, I, I used to be afraid of the dark. You know what I do? I go into dark rooms on purpose. Why is that? Because fear don't got a hold on me. I drove from Massachusetts to Alaska and my parents like, it's such a dangerous trip. Don't do it. It's like, are you serious? It's roads, paved roads. The best war- roads in the world are in the United States of America. What kind of danger could there be? As I'm driving in the backside of like Saskatchewan somewhere, like in the middle of nowhere, little speed, you know, I love driving. And I had a nice car. This was a 2008. It was an Infinity, 35X fast car, four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, 80 miles an hour. Yeah! I'm like, is that a speed bump? What is that? Whoa! <laughs> Frosty! <laughs> Thank God the horses and the bisons and the animals were not in the way when I drove through. Why? And, you know, and... and I, I was very young, and I bought two-way radios just in case I needed for an emergency because my phone probably wasn't going to work somewhere. But I had both of them. (laughs) It's not like, you know, someone else had one. (laughs) Like, hey, you got to be prepared. In and out of season. Hallelujah. I'm going to do it afraid. I'm going to move forward. I'm not comfortable with this right now, but I'm going to do it. What is hindering you from following God's calling in your life? Is it fear? Face your fears. Oh, God, this is so embarrassing. The building in Eagle River, you know, when we first moved in there, it was like dark and dank and ugly. And the sanctuary that is beautiful now, like... We, I sh- we were sharing pictures with Pastor Kirsten when they came and did the first egg hunt we did there. It was so ugly. The floor was bare cement that Donnie and I spent countless hours with diamond-plated um, uh, floor machines that, that, I, that we rented. And by the way, you're supposed to be do it dry, not wet. It works dry. It doesn't work that great wet. <laughs> um, I found out that a few years later. But anyway... And it was dark, and it's scary, you know, and I don't like the dark. I didn't like the dark, but I'm like, I'm going to go in there because one day we're going to have services in there, and we're going to worship, but I was afraid of the dark. I'm like, turn the lights on! Turn the lights on! You know what I did? Oh, no, I'm going to leave the lights off. And I brought my guitar in there, and I started playing. I used to do worship, and I started in the... It's in the middle of the storm. I will praise you na, 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 na. I used to play that song every single Sunday because I knew that song. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you play what you know when you don't play that, you know, when you're just beginning out. And I went in the middle of that sanctuary, and I'm like, I am going to face this thing. I don't know if there were demons that were hanging out there. The hair in the back of my neck was all standing, and it was all dark. I was in the dark. It was cold, and I was alone. And I began to worship the Lord and worship the Lord and began to visualize. I don't see it now. The floor is ugly. There's nobody here. It's just me. But one day it's going to be filled with people. One day people are going to be set free in this place. One day we're going to be worshiping God. One day there's going to be a band. One day I'm not going to be the one. One day there's going to be good lights. And we're still getting the knock, <laughs> And it's changed. And we see that now. And God is bringing people and is changing situations. Not because I cowered in fear. And not because I stood without reading and declaring the word of God. Over and over and over again, things happen because I am speaking it into creation. If you don't speak into creation, you won't happen. Your miracle is on your lips. But it's shut up from you because you're not declaring it. So I'd encourage you, God has given you power. We are a church of power. We are a praying church. We are a worshiping church. We are a spirit-filled church. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Though I may be, I may feel afraid. I'm just going to do it anyway. My fingers may hurt trying to play or, you know, in the beginning, we're going to do it anyway. You know, today we had the, the Alaska House of Representatives District 13. We called all of them and invited. You guys did it here. I'm like, that's a great idea. Let's call all the political people around us that we can and try to get them in here. We're going to pray for them and bless them. One person showed up. We're going to bless them. We blessed them. We prophesied over their lives. You're going to be God is going to use you for righteousness. She's a believer. God is going to use you for righteousness in this land. We're not going to see the evil that's happening in other nations, in other parts of the country happen here, because we're going to stand for righteousness. And if it's that one person standing for righteousness and truth, it's going to happen. You know one of the things she said? That in the primary elections, less than 10% of voters turned out. If you're sitting here and you're a believer and you're not registered to vote, you need to repent. Righteousness is depending on it. It is not about a political party. It is not about anything. It is about righteousness. Stand for righteousness. Get registered. Get voting. God is going to use you. Not the people that are not here. Not the people that you don't have on your team. The people you have on your team. The people you have around you. God is going to use them. You and them to turn around this city. That means you. Every single one of you. But what are you believing? Or not believing? What are you saying? Are you declaring the word of God in your situations? Or are you just playing the victim? This is the hand that I was dealt with. You need to repent if that's your attitude. Oh, it's just, I can't change anything. No, you can. And we're going to do it in Jesus' name. Let's stand. As we close, you have the power. Close the message. (laughs) We have the power. You have the power. Come on, say with me. I have the power. Do you know the word? Do you know the boundaries of your power? You must know what you have and who you are. And if you don't know it, I'm not condemning you. I'm saying, get with it. Go, like Jesus said. So tonight you're here, and you don't know the Lord. You're not born again. You're like, wow, that's a crazy word. You can have that power too, but if you're not in a relationship with God, you see, in Christ, his promises are yes and amen. The promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. That means if you're not a believer, you don't have any promise. If you're not in Christ, none of the promises of God are for you. Because God is a God of covenant. So the way you enter into covenant is you call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, not one. So anyone who says, you know, I'm a good person. Jesus didn't come to make good people or bad people good. He came to make dead people live. Says Ravi Zacharias, who's in glory now. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but God's gift is everlasting life through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Before you were, while you were still sinners, Christ died for you. And all those who believe in their hearts that Jesus Christ is Lord and declare with your lips shall be saved because it is with the heart that you declare. Uh, that you believe unto righteousness and the mouth that you declare unto salvation. What you believe in your heart and what you declare has power. Your voice has power. From the youngest person in this room, children, your voices have power. Grandmas, grandpas, great-grandmas, great-grandpas, your voice has power to speak life and death into situations. So right now you're here and you're not living right for Jesus, you need to repent. Or if you're not born again, you must be born again. Or if you're unsure of your salvation, we're going to pray right now and call on the name of Jesus. If you must be born again, I'm going to encourage you. If you're here, you're not saved, call on the name of the Lord. If you're here in this room right now, I want you to raise your hand with me. Come on. Take a step of faith, whether it's for the very first time Or secondly, you want to repent of your sin. You're not living right. You're living habitual sin. Repent and turn to God. He'll set you free. He'll provide the way. Or thirdly, you're unsure. Come on, why don't you lift your hands? Hallelujah. I see that hand. God bless you. See that hand. God bless you. Anyone else? Hallelujah. I see that hand. God bless you. God's got a great promise for you, son, and it's all going to happen. Yeah, you. It's all going to happen. You're going to be, you're going to serve the Lord. Stand up, Jonathan. Every word that Lord, the Lord has spoken to you, he's going to fulfill in your life. You're going to be a great man and a mighty man of God. God loves you and he's going to use you. Don't doubt that. Begin to read the Bible. You got a great gift of memorization. It's not revelation. I just know that. Listen to scriptures and memorize it. And you're going to begin to see that what you speak is going to begin to come forth, even at your age right now. And by the time you turn 18, God is going to be using you all over the world if you will follow through and do what he's called you to do. Amen? Come on, let's pray together. If you're here, you want to give your life to the Lord, or if you want to affirm your faith, maybe online, you're losing hope, God wants to give you hope right now and change your circumstances through your own mouth. But you must call on the name of the Lord. Come on, let's pray together. Say there, Heavenly Father. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Forgive me of all my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me brand new. Be the Lord of my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being my Savior. I love you, Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, I seal that now in Jesus' name. And I declare the greatest and most fruitful season in your life is the year 2020. 2020 will be the most greatest year, the most betterest year in your life in Jesus' name. Because God will turn around everything that has gone south is going to go north from today forward if you will stand on the word of God and declare that to happen in Jesus name in Jesus name amen you may take your seats we're going to take a special offering right now for our church in Eagle River for Pastor Daniel he's asked us to do that so ushers won't you help us I just want to testify of all that God is doing he's raising up an army of people there that are, that are forsaking everything to follow after the Lord. We have people that have left Anchorage, moved to Eagle River. Um, if you need an envelope, you can raise your hand. Our ushers are coming up and down the aisle. Or you can, uh, let's put that graphic on, on up, please. You can text to give or use the app. You text KC Wasilla to 77977. You can use the app or the website. And It's amazing. You know, we have young people that are coming in, that have come in broken, without hope, and lost, and they're beginning to find a place. They're beginning to, um, there's a momentum that is rising up in the young people, and it's beautiful. People that were sad, they had their hoodies on, didn't want to talk to anyone, didn't trust anyone. The hoodies come off, the smiles are on, and they're beginning to do great things for God. There's one person, another one, was fasting for 20, you know, did a 21-day fast because she needed, you know, help in a certain area. So she fasted uh, social media. I think I shared this on Wednesday. And God is beginning to save her family. There's another young lady that God is doing amazing things in in her life. And the people are... Taking steps of faith and believing God, and God is coming through. We're believing to move into our own new building here coming up in 2021. Okay, let me say that again. We are believing we're going to move into our own building in 2021. Oh my goodness, we're building a big building. Isn't that enough? Do you know why we do what we do? It is a declaration to the world that we're not here in case this works. We're here to stay, and we're going to make a place for generations to come so that your children and their children and their children will have a place to worship. We're going to have a place that is open, declaring the truth of God, where broken lives enter, and there's no, man, there's hope for me yet. Because there is hope for you. So, ushers, won't you come down? Y'all ready to give? Hallelujah. It's fruitful soil. It is very fruitful soil. And we're believing to also go to Anchorage and Fairbanks and Sitka and Wrangell. Anybody up for Wrangell? Wrangell, Wrangell, going once, going twice. The Lord saw that hand, so... (laughs) Come on, let's give thanks to God. Father, thank you for the blessing that we get to pour into your kingdom. Bless your people, Lord. And I pray as they are sowing seeds into fruitful soil that you multiply a hundredfold. And I declare our own building coming to us this coming year in Jesus' name. By the end of next year, we will stand in our own building. We will have our breakthrough. We will have our grand opening, and it will be very easy to find and not hidden in Jesus' name. Amen. Ushers, go ahead. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.